Dear Heavenly Father, your glory is abound and unbound. You are holy and gracious. Thank you for providing for me and for my family. I never grow tired of relying on you and I thank you that each day I wake is another opportunity to grow closer to you. Do not let me squander those opportunities. May I always fight for you, for your kingdom, and for your honor. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse. Christ is culture. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Anonymous, coming to you with another episode of Cross Discourse. And listen, today I have a question that was sent to me, uh, and it goes like this. Hey, Anonymous, I noticed that you call yourself Anonymous. Why do you do that? But it also brings up a bigger question about who we are as Christians. Can you talk about identity as a Christian within the culture? Absolutely. Yes, I can. So that is what we are going to do today. We are going to talk about who am I and who are you? Uh, And as soon as we come back, we're going to delve into this. All right. I'll talk to you in a minute. Peace. So let's go back to the question. And the question was, uh, why do you call yourself anonymous? And, uh, you know, I I mentioned it before, but I really wanted to to go back to it. And I think it's important that you understand why it is I do what I do. But and as always, I like to kind of see what the Bible is telling us. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to read a couple scriptures for you to kind of help you understand why I came up with the name anonymous and the first one actually is coming from isaiah 40 and 22 and i'm going to read english standard version this episode so if you have another version 
uh, NIT, I mean, NIV, NLT, whatever you have, you can feel free to read because I'm going to give you the verse. Uh, but this is just the English Standard Version. There's no real reason or rhyme why I do it the way I do. I just pick one and just decide to read it. Uh, in this particular case, I actually did my studies and um, some of the English Standard Versions of different verses I really like better than the others. So I just did them all English Standard Version. That's that's so you know what's going on. But Isaiah 40 Chapter 40, verse 22 says this, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. Uh, and then the second verse that I want, want you to, uh, I'm going to read a couple. I'm also going to go to uh, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter four, verse two, and it reads like this. With all humility, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. I'm going to go to James four ten. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Uh, and this is a good one from Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and it reads like this: If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Luke 14, 11 reads like this, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Lastly, I'm gonna go to uh, Micah 6, 8, and it says this, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. And so those are some of the verses that I did the, as I researched that kind of gave me this idea, you know, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to speak God's word and it's not going to be about me. So you're not going to have my name ministries out there. You're not going to have my name church or my name, blah, 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 because it's not about me. For me, it's all about God. And trust me, I'm not faulting any of these people who have ministries named after them. They have their own reasons for doing that. Uh, and I'm not going to fault them. I don't know what's in their heart. So I'm not going to criticize them either. And I don't think it's ne necessarily wrong for them. But I know the type of person I am. I know that when I put my name after things, when I go after things about me, that what happens is I actually turn around and I start thinking I do things for myself and it's all about me and I start getting a big head about things. And so for me, the decision was made easy. The decision was you are anonymous because it's not about you. You aren't the person that the people are coming to to see. Uh, one of the things that uh, and that feeds into this verse in Proverbs 11 that says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. I want the focus to be on God. I want to focus. I don't want to be prideful. And that is one of my it's not the biggest. I could tell you my biggest uh, maybe in another episode. I could tell you my biggest sin. But pride is one of my biggest sins. Uh, I usually think that I am a capable of doing things. I am capable of holding it down and doing what I want to do. And I don't want it to be like that. Uh, I also have looked at other ministries in the past. One thing that really stuck out uh, to me uh, 
a few years ago. I don't even know exactly how long it was. I could look it up and tell you sometime later in this episode. But a few years ago, uh, I remember um, thinking about a a particular pastor who was very, very popular um, within the church. I guess it was about three or four years ago um, with the, with the situation I'm talking about. This pastor was very popular. He was a pastor of a really big church in Georgia. Um, and a couple of things happened. Um, he was accused of a few things uh, by some uh, of parishioners, people that had gone to his church and, and kind of looked to him as a mentor, uh, abuse. And what happened was um, a lot of the people started leaving the church after he uh, stepped down. And what that showed me um, and what they actually did was they invited him back into the church because membership had grown, had had gone so low. And they decided, you know what, it's not about the it's not about the man. It's about the sin and or whatever reasoning that they used. And they invited him back because they didn't want to lose the power that they had with the number of parishioners that they had within the church. And that situation touched me. And it made me think that, wow, a lot of people decide that they're going to follow man instead of following God. So for me, for two reasons, number one, I don't want my head to get so big that I'm thinking that this ministry or is all about me. That's the first thing, because I know how I am. You know, you can be how you are, but I, I, I'm individual. I'm me. Right. And I know how I get. And so I just take it all away by not giving my name, by calling myself anonymous and making sure that God is speaking through me and God is doing the things that God wants me to do. And then the second thing is I don't want people to follow me. I don't want you to follow me. I want you. That's why I give you the Bible verses. I want you to do your own digging. I want you to go out there and I want you to read the verses for yourself, to grow your relationship with God yourself. Um, and yeah, I can give you a little guidance. I can show you a couple of things, but it's not about me. The ministry is all about forwarding the gospel, right? And so that's why I decided to call myself anonymous and not focus on anything else. So there you have it. That is the who am I portion of this episode. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about who are you? Because the second part of that question was um, the second part of that question was, who are we as Christians? And let's talk about identity as Christians within the culture. And I've actually got uh, a couple of things to say about that. All right. So bear with me and I'll be back in a second.
right all right all right so uh so pretty much you've asked me who i am and at this point you know who i am and now it's time to, for me to ask who are you so you wanted to know why i call myself anonymous and we we've dealt with that issue but now it's time for that larger issue issue of trying to figure out our identities within christianity and that my friends is one of the biggest problems facing the body of christ today um and before i get into it i really want to give you an analogy and i'm going to use an analogy from the mover from the movie overcomer that came out in 2020 it is 2020 now so uh, at least when i've recorded it don't know when you're listening to it and i really want you to think back if you haven't seen it if not you, you know what I'm going to include the clip here. I'm going to include the clip here because I want you to listen to it. And then we're going to see what the Bible has to say. Um, all right. So let's do that first. So no. Uh, yeah, let's do that first. Let's do that first. All right. So here's the clip of Overcomer. When we come back, we're going to go into uh, what it really is saying and how the Bible relates to that story. Sean, here we go. If I asked you who you are. What's the first thing that comes to mind? I'm a basketball coach. And if that's stripped away? Well, I'm also a history teacher. Okay. We take that away. Who are you? Well, I'm a husband. I'm a father. And God forbid that should ever change. But if it does, who are you? I don't understand this game. It's not a game, man. Who are you? Um, I'm a white American male. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> Is there anything else? Well, I'm a Christian. And what's that mean? It means follower of Christ. And how important is that? It's very important. Interesting. Highest so far down your list. Okay, wait a minute. I could have easily said Christian first. Uh, yeah, but you didn't. Look, John. Your identity will be tied to whatever you give your heart to. Doesn't sound like the Lord asked first place. You're calling me a bad Christian? Let me be a little direct. Last time you were here, you said you'd pray for me. Did you? No. No. For someone who knows the Lord, you're acting like somebody who doesn't, which makes me wonder. What have you allowed to define you. When you lost your team, it didn't just disappoint you, it devastated you. Something or someone will have first place in your heart. But when you find your identity in the one who created you, Change your whole perspective.
interesting 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 so let's flip the script from who am i to who are you if i asked you who you are what would be the first thing that comes to your mind you know for me it used to be oh yeah i'm a teacher that was the first thing i used to say i'm a teacher and when i no longer taught anymore just like this character in Overcomer, John, I really was devastated. I really was. And I had to flip the script. I had to go to, through the Bible and I had to just really grow closer to God to understand who am I really? And so now I'm asking you, what was really interesting about that story is that when he came down to Christian, it was like the fourth or fifth thing. That he said the guy had to ask him you know when you take away that what what else is there you know what what are you and then he said after i'm a white american male he said is there anything else and then he said yeah i'm a christian i'm a christian and then he said what's that mean and then he tried to you know school him a little bit on what it meant and the guy said you know that's interesting he said that's interesting because that's not the first thing that you said. And he said, oh, he tried to protest. He said, no, 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 but you didn't. He didn't. Why is it so far down your list? And that brings me to this segment and, and the thoughts that it came out to me. And I have some Bible verses. Of course I do. Of course I do. We're going to the word. I have quite a few verses. And one of the things I'm going to ask you guys um, to do, and I do this a lot when I'm at church, I pull out a, a sheet of paper and luckily for me my, my church has some cards some note cards and some pencils or pens i could just whip out and write it down but i used to do it beforehand uh, and whenever i go to a new church i always pull out a pen or paper and just write down notes what is the the pastor saying so that i can go back and do my own research and the same i would like for you to do in this particular podcast and all the podcasts really whenever you're listening to somebody share their words but here we go I'm going to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 16, 17, and 18. And it goes like this. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from the midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. And then I will welcome you and I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And the first thing that I now say is I am a son of God. It changes your whole perspective. It changes your whole identity. John 1, 12 says this, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. One John, I'm going to the letters, y'all. One John says, see what kind of love the father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And that's 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. 1 John chapter 3, verse 10 
says this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are of the devil are anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister Ephesians 1 4 and 5 says this for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through jesus christ in accordance with his pleasure and will come on y'all come on we talking we talking bible here we talking biblical scriptures romans 8 13 and 17 says this for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you will put to death the misdeeds of the body you will leave you will live for those who are led by the spirit of god are the children of god the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption through sonship and by him we cry abba father the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are god's children now if we are children then we are heirs heirs of god and co-heirs with christ if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory i've got one more i've got one more first peter 2 9 but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light i mean there are plenty more guys there are so many more bible verses out there but the the couple things i want to point out to you the first thing is that we are a living temple we are sons and daughters. He said we, we are adopted. We are his sons, uh, his adopted sons and daughters, right? We are a chosen people. We are a royal priesthood, right? We have brothers and sisters, right? We are chosen. It says he chose us, right? And then if we live according to the flesh, we all those things, all those other things, those blessings and everything come our way my goodness that was amazing right what are your thoughts what are you thinking i mean i know for me that really opened it up for me we are god's children and so the first thing we have to identify is as his children but that doesn't mean that we can't have our individuality I mean, so many times I, I, I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm, I'm about to get into some deep stuff. So many times we've come up with this idea that we can't be individuals within Christianity, that we can't have the identity that God uh, 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 gave us. You know, I, I mean, seriously, if we are chosen priesthood, if we are God's chosen people, um are we all the same that's my that's my question to you are we all the same do we have a license to 
to be individuals? Do we have license to use our past lives? Uh, uh, do we have to use our past lives in our walk with God? And I'm here to tell you, I, I believe we do. I wholeheartedly believe that we do. We, we have uh, special um, um, uh, uh, experiences that allow us, that help us even to uh, better spread the word of God. Because I'm going to tell you, you know, um, Paul was appointed as the, the apostle to the Gentiles. However, you know, uh, other people could minister to them. And he and, and, and he had an experience that I think that was perfect for them to hear. Uh, 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 and so, you know, I'm going to I, I just want to mention a couple other verses that really talk to our our individuality and how uh, our individuality allows us or how the Bible tells us we have a uh, license to use our individuality in our walk with God. And I'm going to, I'm going to start off, excuse me. I'm going to start off, um, with the book of, let me go to, um, let's go to Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah, uh, one, let's go to chapter. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter one and verse five. Jeremiah chapter one, verse five says this before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I anoint, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So God is saying here to me, you know, again, and I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm just saying God is saying to me that God formed me. He knew me. He knew the type of person I was before I was even born. And yet he still used me to be a prophet to the nations. He used my unique gifts to reach out to people in a way that I might be able to touch somebody or at least give the word to somebody in a way that they can fully understand it. And you, too, have that gift. Let's go to First Corinthians twelve twenty nine. 1 Corinthians 12, 29 says this, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles. That says a lot, right? That says a lot. But 27 right before that says, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So the answer to those questions in 29 are no. Because we are individually members of the body of Christ. So what does individuality say to you? If you're an individual, let me look it up for us. What, what, let, let's look up. Let's define individual and, 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 and the let's define individual uh, so that we know. And the definition of individual is a single human being as distinct from a group class or family, a single member of a class a person of a specified kind. So we are unique. We all have background and baggage and things that we can use in our gifts as we prophesy. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. It tells us to put off your old self, 
which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Now, people say, well, that just spoke against what you were saying. But does it really? Because, yes, we do have our old selves and our old selves, which we put to death uh, as we're reborn in our new and our new selves as Christians. It says here in 24 to put on a new self created after the likeness of God and true rightness, righteousness and holiness. So we are focusing on who we are as new people. But the old person within us that is fighting to live because it really is is fighting to live still informs who we are. And I'm going to go to the last verse. Uh, Jeremiah 13. I'm going to go back to Jeremiah. So I've been to Jeremiah quite a bit. Jeremiah 13, 23 uh, says, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then also you can do good who are accustomed to do evil. So that goes back to that version in Ephesians 4, 20, or that verse in Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Um, we are what we are. We are what we are. And when we put off our old selves, we're talking about those desires, those things that are making us separated from God. But we can't change. We can't change physic physically who we are, what we have. And so we have to use that in our gifts as individuals. And so that brings me to a, a, a very interesting question, because now we have within the body, within the family. Now we have a lot of different things happening. And yes, I'm going to go there. I don't do politics, but I do politics within the church. Right. We've got white churches. We've got black churches. We've got Hispanic churches. Uh, there are a couple Korean uh, churches around where I live, um, I see them all the time. We have vans to speak different languages, and we have uh, not, we have vans carrying people of different languages in my area. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow. Like, are we really that segregated on Sunday? I know I brought this up in, in one of my Seven Elements of Culture podcast episodes. But the Bible, the Bible talks about that in Galatians three twenty seven and 28. It says, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. But then we go back to that verse in Jeremiah chapter 13. What does it mean? How can we rectify what seemingly is at odds with itself? And we know that God isn't at odds with himself. So what is he saying to us? What is the message? And that's what I really want you, the listener, the my brother, my sister to think about. Right. We all have separate experiences, but we all have one goal in mind. And that is the furthering of 
Christ. I want to point your mind because I'm, I'm I'm pushing I'm past the 30 minute mark and, and this is a really long one and I'm sorry, but I really want to push past. Actually, you know what? I'm going to um, end this episode and I'm going to have a part two uh, with, with regards to everything else that we've been talking about. So listen, I love you. If you don't have a chance to to talk about or, or do part two, I just want you to know that I love you. Uh, but I do hope that you come back to me and that you talk to me another time. All right. Talk to you later. Peace.